Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Layover Podcast. I cannot believe we're rounding out the first month of the year. So if you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on whatever medium that you're listening on. Like, leave a comment, follow us on social at The Layover. That's T-H-E-E-L-A-Y-O-V-E-R. Every single like recommendation forward to a friend or family member helps. And we appreciate your love and support beyond words. Without further ado, in episode 29, following the end of a toxic marriage, Tanji shares a story about dismantling the illusions of what truly makes a fulfilling life. I hope you all enjoy episode 29, Out of the Shadows and Into the Sun. One of my most prized possessions as a child was a doll that was adorned in a beautiful lace wedding gown, a perfect blonde updo, blush cheeks, and pink lips holding a bouquet of white roses intricately held together by a delicate piece of thread. Every day I would look at my doll with hopeful eyes. It was a physical reminder of the dreams I had of one day wearing my own white wedding gown with my own bouquet of white roses with the bright diamond gleaming from my left hand. If only my eight-year-old eyes could see into the future to realize the darkness that would come from falling in love with who I thought was the man of my dreams. That man ended up being a narcissist. It all started when I was standing in line outside of the club for a night out to celebrate my sister's birthday. The club had a policy of having two separate lines, one for the ladies and one for the guys. I was there with my sister and some friends laughing and cutting up while waiting to get in. And yes, I was looking cute. A few minutes after being inside, a gentleman came up to me and introduced himself. He said that he had seen me in line and had decided that he would say hello when he saw me again. He then asked me to dance. That first dance turned into him asking for my number so we could keep in touch. He came on strong right away. I was hesitant at the pace he was going due to just coming out of a long relationship. He was, however, very persistent. He displayed all of the actions of someone who was heavily pursuing their love interests. He called me daily. If there was texting back then, I'm sure I would have gotten the good morning beautiful message every day as well. I was a vegetarian during the time we met, and learning that, for one of our first dates, he spent hours making a vegetarian meal. I thought to myself, how considerate of him to cook something special just for me. His efforts were intense and intentional. Now that I have educated myself on what narcissism is, I have learned that they are cleverly costumed and heavily decorated with charm. After a whirlwind of flowers, cards expressing his love, and other romantic gestures, he began to reveal himself. One of the ways he exerted his controlling behavior was when he created a written contract outlining the expected guidelines he had pertaining to my communication with my ex and his family, then demanded that I sign it. Any woman with a healthy sense of self-esteem would have refused this type of supplication. Unfortunately, I was not that woman, so I conceded. This was the beginning of what would come to be my life with a man who would criticize, talk down to, control, 
manipulate, threaten, and mercilessly judge me no matter what I did. My therapist recently expressed it so clearly. She said, your existence is wrong in his eyes. An incident that was one of the most humiliating was related to my role as a new mother. I was having a no shower, dirty sweatpants, sticky kitchen floor, baby crying, exhausted and overwhelming moment. In addition to being a mom and maintaining the house, I was working part time while he traveled out of town for work. I was essentially a single mom during the week. Out of desperation, I practically begged him to help me with the overwhelming amount of responsibilities I was trying to manage. I don't recall if he asked me to or I volunteered, but I kept a log of all the tasks that I completed each day for a week. When presented with a list, he went through it line by line, asking how long each item took to complete. He recorded the time next to each task. Laundry, 60 minutes. Bath time, 30 minutes. Grocery shopping, 80 minutes. He added up the number of minutes for each day and then questioned me about what I did with the rest of my time. People inquire about how he was when we first started dating. Were there signs, they often ask? The honest answer is yes. Over time, there were signs. I admit some big ones that I chose to look past. One of Maya Angelou's favorite quotes is, when people show you who they are, believe them. How we choose to respond to people showing us who they are is more an indication of whether or not we truly believe in ourselves than us believing them. Do we trust ourselves and what is being shown to us, or do we move forward with the lie that we so desperately want to believe? I have grown to look back at my 20-something-year-old self and extend her grace. She did not believe in herself. She didn't have enough faith to trust in her inner voice, as she wanted to believe the fantasy and have her idea of the ideal life that she thought would fulfill her. So why didn't I trust myself? Why did I ignore the signs that were right in front of me, whispering, sometimes screaming that something wasn't right? It's because I was more comfortable embracing the fantasy rather than facing the reality. I was not brave enough to say no. I didn't think enough of myself to believe that I deserved more. I went along with the shadow. A shadow is supposed to follow us, but sometimes we follow the shadow. The shadow is the Prince Charming. The shadow is the engagement ring, the white dress. It's what society tells us we are supposed to be and what we are supposed to do, and when we are supposed to do it. Instead of trusting ourselves enough to say no to anything that takes away from the truth that is within us, the truth that is our voice. Listening to my inner spirit that comes through God is the true voice I must tune into. This will help me avoid blindly following in the shadow of the lies we will ourselves to believe and recognizing toxicity in another person despite whatever outward appearance is presented. I have spent the past few years truly falling in love with myself and making sure that I fill any holes that were created due to the emotional turmoil of my marriage. Despite my experiences, I have not and will not give up on love. Moving forward, I will see the signs. I mean, really see them for what they are.
I am coming to know who I am and growing confident enough to move on if something doesn't feel right. I recently met a man who quickly laid on the charm. I mean, laid it on strong. In addition to his charm, he was handsome, successful in his career, a good conversationalist, hilariously funny, and might I add, the biceps were popping. In making plans for our first meeting, I told him that I had already committed to stop by a friend's house. In his response, he started questioning me about who my friend was and was her husband going to be there. My inner voice said, hmm. Soon after we met, he wanted to make plans to meet again. However, I had previously scheduled to have some work done around the house for the next few days. He became persistent in making plans and even attempted to make me feel guilty by saying if it was important, I would make adjustments to see him. I felt that, hmm, again. This time, I listened. I walked out of the shadows and into the sun. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 29 of the Layover Podcast. A quick note from our storyteller, Tanji, to end the podcast. If you have experienced narcissistic abuse or any type of abuse, one of the best things you can do is educate yourself. Learning the signs to be aware of helps you see clearer and is the beginning of your journey towards healing. The wound is a place where the light enters you. Rumi. As always, thank you so much for listening. Like, share, subscribe, forward to a friend. Every single thing helps. We are kicking off a new theme starting next week. And the theme is body. So our bodies are temporary vessels of life, love, pleasure, pain, movement, stillness. Tell us a story about the ever-changing relationship with your body. When has your body felt most accepted, rejected, in harmony, or disarray? What has your body taught you? And how can we learn to love our flesh without outside approval? We're so excited to hear your story. Submissions are open. You can go to thelayer.com slash submit. And we can't wait to get into the new stories for February next week.